Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Support for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Man, do you know what is spookier than a black cat on Halloween? Uh, ghosts, aliens, Freddy Krueger, pretty much anything other than a cat. You remember that house in the neighborhood? Everybody has one that's all overgrown. Oh, yeah. It's got, like, the vines running up the house. Bushes are all overgrown. They Nobody, never cut their like, grass. Yeah, they never cut the grass. There's, there's like a bike in the front yard, but we don't know how long it's been there. You like know? you can't even see if they've got windows or doors. I mean, nobody wants to go there to get a candy bar <clears> on <throat> Halloween. Don't be that house. Trim your stuff. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar. Smooth those chocolate bars. <laughs> and join the two million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with code FEARSCAPE. Everybody likes a nice smooth gourd. I mean, let's just face it. <laughs> That's right. Do you want a jack-o'-lantern or, or, <laughs> or a jacked up-a-lantern? Or right? a jacked like up-a-lantern, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you got to unlock your confidence with this Performance Package 4.0. You're going to find grooming items, all sorts of stuff. And of course, you don't want to look like a werewolf this Halloween. And I mean, and they don't call it the weed whacker for nothing. There's a bunch of other life-changing products on their website, so be sure to check it out. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FEARSCAPE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FEARSCAPE at manscaped.com. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. So say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped and make sure that they are smooth as chocolate bars. Thank you for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are on a journey to understand and to discover the phenomena that seems to exist all around the globe. We invite you to join us on this journey into the unknown. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastically enlightening episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, and I am joined, as always, by the genuinely uh, tuft Josh Rutledge. I'm going to have, you know, you got the psychic dictionary. I'm going to have to get you a freaking thesaurus so that you can move on. <laughs> from descriptors about me that 
I mean, people are gonna think I'm a freaking Sasquatch. No, man, you you're you're tough, dude. Like 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 you know. a. A tuft of hair is like a big yeah, ball of hair. That's what I'm so, talking about. It's like so I'm a, a, I'm a, a big group, ball a group of hair growing together at the base. Like you, you are genuinely just grouped together. But I'm going to say not with hair, my friend, but with knowledge. Oh, okay. I was going to say if, if I was a group of hair growing together at the base, I should use my manscape. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should use your manscape. And I'm going to braid you. Like I'm gonna grade you. Uh, that just sounds awful. That sounds uh, horrible. It does sound horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. moving on from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a reminder, guys. Check out Manscape.com. Use that uh, coupon code there. Fearscape. Get twenty percent off. All that stuff. All of that helps us out. Um, as well as joining our Patreon. Fearscapepodcast.com/slash/support or Patreon.com/slash fearscape pod those are great ways to uh join us for a monthly uh membership but josh there's another way that can help us if you don't want to do monthly yep you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash fearscape and uh just buy us a coffee hey my mom just did it the other day i know Thank i saw you, mom that. my mom dropped us some uh buy us a coffee and she didn't even have to do that even though i was like my you could have just sent me like a target gift card i mean i would <laughs> Josh doesn't need any of that. I need it. I want to get some popcorn and one of them personal pan pizzas. We, we, you know, we, we really appreciate we you do. all listening and everything and, and any, you know, anything that you can do to help us. We're, we're appreciative, but, but at the end of the day, just listening uh, is also just as good. So yeah, listening. And of course, sharing, rating, reviewing, wherever you find it, especially an Apple podcast. It's kind of one of the best places to do a review. Uh, we love those. And uh, we love all the folks that have uh, sent us pictures of them in their shirts that they've gotten from our store, fearscapepodcast.com slash store. Uh, so much fun stuff, stickers and all that like. Um, so I'm going to stop with the advertisement here, Josh. Yeah. And I'm going to jump right into our first segment of the week because I want to get to our interview today, which uh, you guys have heard our interview with uh, Chrissy Newton and Chris Plain of The Debrief. Uh, well, we have gotten to speak with Christina Gomez, uh, who's also at The Debrief. Um, I, I think at this point we are family uh, with The Debrief. Yeah. <laughs> These are yep. our cousins now. <laughs> right. Well, like we're going to see them at the family reunion. Think, um, if so. you haven't um, figured this out yet, we love The Debrief a lot. It is a fantastic news site. Uh, the Debrief um, is so great.org. Make sure to check them out. Christina Gomez, she's a producer there. She also hosts two amazing YouTube shows uh, that you guys are just going to love. We will get to all that, but let's get to our first segment. Like I said, first segment of the week, which is psychic word of the week. Bet you saw that coming. And now the psychic word of the week. All right. Psychic word of the week, as usual, comes from the encyclopedic psychic dictionary from june g bletzer rest in peace honey bear i love you and i never knew you uh i flipped through the pages this time josh and uh i landed on page 435 and the word that grabbed my eyeballs was called newman though uh not like newman from seinfeld but n-u-m-e-n okay <laughs> and i do also want to say i wish i had seen this one first because over to the left on the other page i see nudity in magic and i'm like all right 
That's that. That's that. That's that blue star uh, ritual that they talked about on Hellier, right? Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but Newman is uh, the one that I grabbed here, and in parentheses it says uh, Tanad is the, where the base comes from, and uh, Rome is where this comes from. But there's two definitions here. The first one says a movement of the head. The sign was first recognized by the administrators. When the head nodded, another force was working within the speaker and would be heard as the lecture moved along. For example, in etheric world intelligence, this experience was awed and revered. Two is a sign of the head nodding for the mental psychic to now he or she is now receiving help in their psychic information. This nod occurs spontaneously without any effort on the part of the psychic. A human omen to no one is tuned in. So this is uh, the second one is basically saying this is how you know that they are. Um, channeling, which I guess you've said kind of happens to me. My head drops. I kind of do a nod when I go into channeling mode. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I guess I can kind of see that. But, you know, it's referred to in Roman times as Newman. So like the salad dressing. No, it's spelled that's Newman's too. own. Newman's oh, okay. Own. Okay. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting. It also, you know, they did talk about um in that first I, I like that sometimes she also makes sure to put some non-psychic things in there she talked that it was a way for lecturers in ancient roman times to kind of know it was time to move on almost like with stand-ups how you flash a flashlight you know i think uh there's like there's some roman guy of some proctor back there and he just gives a newman and the guy's like well i gotta go uh make sure to wash your feet ladies and gentlemen the sand is hot well, just, hot. you know, it, it's better <laughs> than the big giant hook that they would use to grab oh. you. Oh, in vaudeville times? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that could hurt, especially if it's sharpened. But anyways, thank you, Junji Bletzer. Newman is our psychic word of the week. Uh, we uh, are going to get to our next segment, Josh, which is do, 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 the Mandela effect. I got three for you. Did you say Mandala? No, no, I said Mandela. Mandela. The Mandela effect. Mandela effect. All right, the Mandela effect, you guys. At this point, no, the Mandela effect is uh, a memory that many people share that no longer exists to people in this dimension so to speak people think that there was a dimensional shift or whatnot um the uh one being of course that nelson mandela had died in prison and some people remember that though that didn't actually happen um some people think that they shifted from a different dimension i have three today uh that uh i'm the reason i'm using them is because all three of them got me this time so sometimes there's someone like i don't believe this but then you were like oh i remember it that way um that's what's fun about this is that uh even even uh this list that i found a number of on this guy was like there's not a person here that remembers every single Mandela effect because everyone has their own because every so many shifts happen all the time that it doesn't yep. matter. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is a quick one and it, it involves the Mona Lisa. Um, so the Mona Lisa, we all know, was one of the most probably the most famous painting on the planet, um, the Mona Lisa. And no, this has nothing to do with her smile or her smirk. Um, the new thing that I was reading about was if you look at the Mona Lisa, it shows that she is wearing a black veil over her hair. I do not ever remember 
her wearing a black veil. I just remember her hair. I remember her forehead being clear. Um, there is a number of people that uh, recall it the same way I do. But if you look at the painting, you can even see the black mark going across her head where the veil sits. And along her hair, you can see the black veil sitting there. Uh, this is one that is really perplexing people a lot because this is the most highly scrutinized and famous painting in the world, yet the vast majority of folks are dumbfounded by the fact that there is a black veil uh, on her forehead. There are some out there that think that the painting uh, got stolen at some point and someone did a recreation and couldn't remember and gave her a veil. I think that's bogus. Um, but yeah, Josh, do you remember a black veil? Well, I, I don't, but I, I have never really studied up close the Mona Lisa. So you know what? <clears throat> I will, uh, I will give an update on the next episode because my wife, uh, is a huge art person mm -hmm. and I'll ask her, uh, after the show tonight and see what she says. And I'll give an update next week. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can look at it, just search pictures of the Mona Lisa, do a zoom in there. You can see the veil go across her head there. Yeah. It sits. Um, and someone was talking about this also shows us that she would be pregnant because in Italy at that time, the only women that wore these type of veils at that time were women that were pregnant, um, apparently from what this video said. I don't know how true that is. Um, I did simply just do my research based off the article that I read. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't know how legit that was. But anyway, so there's that. Um, so the next Mandela effect that I have uh, involves sugar, um, sugar of all things. Um, I, what have we always been told, Josh? If you if you give your kids sugar, what happens? Uh, it rots their teeth. Well, yeah, that. But it also hyperactivity. They're going to go crazy. They're going to bounce off the walls. They're going to get a big energy rush. Correct. Yeah, it's what we've always been told. I mean, I feel like I remember learning that in school. Like it was a thing. No. Sugar has never been said to uh, create an energy rush. In fact, uh, a scientist did a study on it 20 years ago or whatever in the 90s and found no correlation to hyperactivity or to an energy rush in any way, shape or form. Uh, on a scale of 100, uh, it talks about how fast um, things uh, metastasize to uh, glucose in your system right which uh the the bigger the number in terms of one to a 100 the quicker it could essentially rush your blood uh sugar only sits at like a 57 or something like that whereas a slice of white bread is at 100 but you've never heard anyone be like don't eat that bread you're gonna go white bread crazy like <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard that exactly and that's bread. what i'm saying so there's far more uh, sugar in terms of the way that it metabolizes in your system in bread than simply eating a spoonful of sugar. Um, this bread, whatever, how it's processed and things like that causes that it would cause more of a rush than actual sugar would be. So it's very, very interesting where that came from. People think maybe it was a misinformation campaign. Um, maybe there was some sort of uh, other product that was or out there. Or maybe it was a carryover from a time when we didn't know that that was the answer, right? So sure. Like our, our parents, their parents told them, you know, so on and so forth. And it was a carryover without anybody really understanding the science behind right. it. Right. Well, there are old commercials that talk about it from the health advisory boards and things like that. 
um, that it's just crazy that 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 was even a thing because now you try to find anything on it and they're like no never uh, but I mean I remember watching commercials on it like that it'll keep you up and and I still feel like I do I'm like oh man I can't I better not eat this sugar I'm gonna go bouncing off the walls but yeah it's not true scientifically it does not do that so I thought that was very very interesting that one really got me um, the last one I hear of them I have on the list is Britney Spears uh, she's hot right now in the news because of her conservatorship um, and this is one I've heard for a number of years and I totally agree with this as well uh, and this is a pop culture one and I know you love the pop culture ones Josh um, but are you everyone, tell me she, she wasn't wearing a mic yes a she wasn't wearing her microphone in the oops I did it again music video um, I very much remember this. Uh, I remember this so, so much, her having that microphone. And in fact, like this article shows old like pictures of people wearing costumes and stuff from like the late 90s, early 2000s. And they all like have a microphone, even like from the costume shop, it came with the headset microphone for the Oops, I Did It Again costume. There's even some toys that came out and it had the microphone on it. There's no concert footage of her doing this with that microphone that everybody remembers. No one can find any footage of her having that microphone and that costume at the same time. Uh, this guy even pointed out that in the video, there's a point where she kind of moves her hand across her face and it looks as if she would have been moving a microphone. And people are like, what i don't i don't know it's weird but i'm telling you dude like i remember this vividly and just the same i've I, if you were to draw it if you would say hey draw me britney spears from oops i did it again somebody would draw her in that costume and put that microphone on her head i mean it seems like this can be easily solved by just asking britney Oh, well, she says i never wore one that's the thing but it, no it's not solved because if the mandela effect is true then we shifted dimensions uh, or or and she didn't you know or whatnot yeah. she wasn't a part of that so um i don't know yeah how weird would that be for you to be in the mandela effect and you remember it a different way and you're like yeah well i'm looking back at my music video and i used to have a headset <laughs> that would be creepy for you to experience your own mandela effect yeah <clears throat> i also wonder if it's something where like you know i'm not i'm not trying to solve it but shot it put it out the video and then had to go back and change something about it and when they redid it they took out the microphone yeah no one knows all the people have done research into it there are people like behind the scenes that say there was never a micro i mean it's like there this is one of the big ones that people do a ton of research on because yeah. a lot of people remember this that way and there has not been a thing where people have been able to say this is why people remember it so yeah i don't know i don't know I don't know. Anyways, that's my Mandela effect uh, effects for the week, Josh. Uh, and I appreciate you coming along for the ride. Well, it was uh, tantalizing. <laughs> it was. Brittany does that. Brittany does that. Anyways, let's move on to our final segment and some brand new segment that we're super pumped about that we've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, so uh, put your uh, get your get your heat vision cameras on because we are getting geared up for the first ever. Sasquatch sighting of the week. All right, Josh, 
the Sasquatch is knocking at the door. So uh, let everybody know where we're getting our information from and uh, all the good stuff about our Sasquatch sighting of the week. Yep. So this comes from the BFRO, which is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. You can get to it from our BFRO.net. Um, this particular sighting uh, happened uh, back in June um, in Arizona, in Apache oh. County. Nice. Uh, the closest nearest town was Holbrook. Yeah. You know, I think I looked up that one of the cryptids that's in Arizona is the Magolan monster, which is in the Magolan rim. It's not too far from there. I mean, it's mm. probably like maybe an hour south or whatever, but that's a, a Sasquatch. So very interesting to hear another one. So I'd, I'd love to hear this. Yep. So it, um, so in Holbrook, they were uh, heading West on I 40 at about nine 30 in the morning. And, um, he and his wife saw a Bigfoot or Sasquatch 100 to 150 yards from the highway heading north. It was not running, but walking. It never looked at the highway. It must have been seven to eight feet tall. It was thick, as in well built. Uh, there was a, route, a rock outcropping behind it, which made it very visible. There had to be other travelers who saw this also. We got a long look at it, like 15 to 20 seconds. It was west of Hauk, Arizona. Um, we were traveling in a 30-foot motorhome, motor so we couldn't stop. There was other cars behind me, a red motor coach towing a car with a woman driving. I'd like to add that it was like seeing any other type of natural wild, wildlife on the side of the road. They are real, and I'm a believer now. It's hard to explain it to even family. I'm 62 years old and have nothing to gain by reporting this except the fact that they should be documented and protected at all costs. They are truly one of the great creations. Wow, fantastic. What an amazing sighting. And I love that. I, I, I hate that. I hate that you have to see something with your own eyes to become a believer, but very cool, man. Well, I mean, it's, that's true of a lot of things, though. Sure. I mean, it's, sure. You know, it's just that, and I think especially in the world that we're in, this particular yeah. topic, it's always true. So, very, very cool. Well, um, I, you guys can expect to hear more of uh, Sasquatch sightings uh, throughout the next, you know, hundred or so episodes. So, <laughs> be, <laughs> be on the lookout for more of those. Uh, we're going to have more of those to come. Uh, and speaking of moving on, uh, I want to get to our interview, Josh. Man, we've got the debriefs. Uh, excuse me, the debriefs, Christina Gomez. Uh, so stick around after the break. We're going to be getting spooky with Christina Gomez. Hey there, blanket huggers. Stefan here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Got some good news for you. If you want to join in on the investigation of the mystery of the recent emails from the man claiming to be Terry Rist to Josh and myself, a.k.a. the Spooky Crew, uh, and his advice on where to look for more high strangeness, uh, or if you simply want to become a patron blanket hugger for some cool swag and behind-the-scenes goodness, go ahead and join our Patreon at fearscapepodcast.com slash support or patreon.com slash fearscapepod. There you can get risk watch access to the Terry emails themselves, the WhatsApp conversation about it all with Josh, Stefan, Santosh, and Olaf Phillips, and even any clues that are new that we have found in other Fearscape-related bonus content. You can even help out and add anything that you have found to help 
us dive deeper into the mystery. And remember, you can also just be a normal blanket hugger, as there are a few non-wristwatch tiers for patrons not interested in Terry Wrist and that journey. You'll still have access to bonus interviews, articles, and live Patreon-only Q&As, as well as early access and discounted tickets to events put on by Fearscapes, such as psychic events, tarot readings, etc. Or you can simply support however you feel comfortable, with tiers as low as $1. So join today! Hi friends, this is Kelly with Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking, the podcast where I get just absolutely hammered and I dole out psychological advice. That's right, I am going to be more drunk than that girl you met in the bar bathroom after your karaoke set who said, you have such good stage presence, oh my god. That's right, zero preparation multiple drinks, countless profound gems. Tune in the last Monday of every month on Fearscape Media Network. And thank you guys so much for sticking around and rejoining us here on Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. As promised, we have the one, the only Christina Gomez, producer at The Debrief and the host of Mysteries with a History, as well as Shifting the Paradigm. Boy, are we lucky. Hey, Christina, how are you? (laughs) You flatter me too much, but it's good to be here. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me. I'm excited. That's how I got my wife and it keeps on working. So... (laughs) Uh, if we can a keep happy wife is guests, a happy life. Amen. Yes. Happy yes. husband is no. There's doesn't no matter. Thing, so it doesn't matter. Um, no, it does. No. It does. It does matter. It matters a lot. Um, no. <laughs> well, as long as you feed him, because I, the, that's the right. way to a man's yeah. heart is through his stomach. I know. My wife, yeah. she likes to bake, and on our second date, we went and saw the Doctor Strange movie. So we're actually uh, this weekend is our five year anniversary of our first date. And uh, our second date, we went and saw Doctor Strange. And this woman baked me pumpkin snickerdoodles and brought what she called movie cookies. And I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. (laughs) And I did. That was a good choice. And she ain't baked since. No, I'm just (laughs) No, she loves to bake. I cook, she bakes. It's a perfect combination. So if we just get somebody to make cocktails, man, it'd be great. So. Just gonna be repeat or wash the dishes. Yeah. Exactly. So just gonna be a repeat of Chris playing. We're gonna talk about baking for twenty minutes, and then we're yeah. gonna get into the. Yeah, show. I don't bake. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about making spaghetti and pizza and steak and fried rice, steak and fried rice noodles. I mean, yeah. Don't don't you bake pizza? Isn't that the, you can fry it? I don't know oh. how it turn out, but like, could you imagine putting the dough on top of like a frying pan with like? Well, so you know those uh, you know those square pizzas, the Totino square pizzas. Yeah, those would be good. You could deep fry I, those. I put those in an air fryer. Well, air fryer is different. That's just basically a <laughs> stove with a fan. So okay, doesn't count. I mean, I love my air fryer. So, anyways, Christina, anyways. thank you so much. I have eighty, and that's the show. So. And um, and we're done. Thank you for having let's me. Let's go ahead and shift the paradigm, guys, uh, to right. a more. Oh, app- is, co- is that copyrighted? <laughs> 
Um, Christina, we are such a big fan, obviously, of the debrief, as Chris Plain makes me say, um, instead of the debrief. Debrief. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we love you guys. We love everything you guys do, and we have been so honored to have such uh, a, a, a love, not only for us, but for uh, just wanting to come on board and us getting a chance to like dig into your guys's brains and so between you know chrissy and and chris like uh, well no, I'm, i feel like we've got the trifecta with chrissy chris christine yeah uh, i know i was like so. one of these days we're gonna get somebody at the debrief that uh doesn't have chris in the Is front like part John of the name. or something yeah, yeah i'm gonna be like micah um I, you can't i it doesn't start with chris bye <laughs> <laughs> well, it's as soon as I entered the debrief, uh, Chris made that exact joke. He's like, "If your name doesn't start with the Chris, get out of here." Get so you know, all, all, like all of guy. the co-founders they just left. They t- right, well, there you go. <laughs> Congratulations on the uh, debrief, then. Yeah. Uh, congrats. Well, now, it's, now it's called the debrief. The debrief. <laughs> so, anyways, so, yeah. So let's get kicking it here. How did you get involved with the debrief and and kind of give everybody just kind of a rundown on on what you do there and uh, and why you do it? (laughs) Sure. So I originally started my YouTube channel called Shifting the Paradigm. By this time, I only had it for like a few months. I was really, really new to podcasting, talking to the camera. I was honestly very awkward. It was very uncomfortable, but I got through it. Anyways. Like Josh still. (laughs) I mean, the background's fire though. But um tim tim saw something in my shows he liked what i was um the content i was creating so he reached out to me and said hey i really like your content do you want to be part of the debrief and i'm like what's the debrief but sure i mean why not (laughs) what do i have to lose so that's how it started so now i make um i create i create uh, youtube videos for them covering articles that are written by other authors or um, interviewing people as well, such as Lou Elizondo, Jacob Hakmishra, or James Fox, and there's going to be a few other others in the near future. So I just, I really enjoy working for them. It's really exciting. They're such, it's like definitely a part of a family. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can uh, talk about whatever I need to, either related to the debrief or things kind of just like related to the UFO topic or even like the science and futuristic mm-hmm. um, aspects of this field as well. So, um, it's a lot of fun. I really like it. And and making content is what I do. Like uh, mm-hmm. making intros, outros, doing the music, doing the mm-hmm. whole green screen. Yeah. It's very incredibly time consuming, yep. but it's a passion of mine. And I, I don't think I would ever go back to anything else except making this kind of content. Right. Yeah. And, and not to embarrass you, but boy, they worship you. Um, both Chrissy and Chris had just sung your praises like it yep. was nobody's business. And at the end of both interviews, we're like, you guys have to connect with her. Um, she is the one you guys want to talk to uh, that you're uh, we one. were. You're, you're the one, Neo. You're the one. The blue pill or the red pill? Well, with with uh, Chris, I mean, he always brings a sense of humor. I love, I love yeah, talking yeah. to him. I mean, I could I could just have him in my pocket and have him oh, all day, yeah. every we, day. We were like, like we snack. got to stop, guys, or we're going to go two and a half hours here. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. And then Chrissy, I feel like she is so smart. Oh, it's unbelievable. Sure. She has information in the back of her hand, but she also doesn't have a fear in saying that she doesn't know. And plus her background of being a podcaster, mm-hmm. having all um, alt-pop repeat, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she and her voice. Oh, when she reads, I'm like, wow! Please, 
tell me a bedtime story. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. That's a great. <laughs> um, I would. I would watch a YouTube show with Christy just reading adult nighttime bedtime stories. Uh, yeah, just maybe <laughs> like kids for adults. Right there. Yeah. You know, just when that like, Canadian the... accent comes out, I love it so much. Oh, like I'm from Toledo, Ohio, and Michigan, so we get a lot of that Canadian accent, anyways, and it's like being back home. <laughs> or just read the label of a shampoo bottle. That'd be fun too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. But like yeah. half those ingredients, I can't even read. I'm like, yeah. Um, what is polysorbonate? You know, hey, know. well, Chris is the science guy, so let him read all the science <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, um, just gonna jump right into it here. Really tough question. Okay. Have you had a UFO experience? I have. And that's Exciting. our show. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I have. And um, I actually just very, very recently spoke out about it to the uh, for the first time. I've always been very reluctant to talk about my experience just mm-hmm. because I have absolutely no evidence other than yeah. my eyes, my experience, my memories. Yeah. And uh, being a part of this field, as soon as I entered the um, ufo twitter and the ufo youtube <laughs> it's it's very difficult to gain credibility yes. right off the bat mm-hmm. people are like are you an agent who's yes. paying you the government and i'm thinking right i'm really just your average joe eating ramen and making the content from my very 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 tiny room house, <laughs> and that's about it and and also people don't really take you seriously when you're this young when you're a female and not really having any real knowledge of the topic coming right. like coming into it so i was very reluctant to tell my story because it would instantly put you in a category right and, and right. instead of as a researcher um so i just recently came out out of the closet <laughs> um, congratulations on, <laughs> on the singularity lab with michael mataluni and uh, luis jimenez great people by the way and it was a lot of fun and 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 honestly i got better feedback than i thought i would have Mm -hmm. but i think that was after building the credibility that i have that people can actually respect my experience even though i have absolutely no evidence to back up my claims yeah Yeah, and And that's us yeah i mean that's us i mean our our show yeah our show is what made it more comfortable for us to kind of come forward you know i mean you know granny we've got some videos that are pretty interesting but uh even those you know we've posted them put them up on youtube and people are like oh it's the satellite or it's a <laughs> it's a far off spotlight or you know whatever the case may be but we talk about it all the time i mean i think people who have experiences uh those experiences are for them right yeah. i mean you can share them and that helps other people be willing to share their experiences but really that experience was for you and it, you know it's in any any other experience that you have is for you um, but I, I applaud your uh, willingness to share it with other people. Thank you. And it is. It's a lot like church. And people do call paranormal folks. It's our spirituality because you think about it. Most of the, uh, you know, witness experiences church folk have, they talk about in church. Ninety nine percent of the time it's they're sharing with other church members how God did great things for them or whatever religion they're a part of. Um, and they will try to share that experience. And sometimes some people will be like, oh, neat. Hey, I had a similar experience or oh, I want to know more. But uh, UFOs and paranormal is kind of the same way. It's like just like Josh said, it's mostly for yourself and, and those that are there to trust you and believe you and go, wow, that only enhances my story. I mean, mm-hmm. again, this is why we started this show was to show people that they're not alone. You know, we do a story, a listener story called Encounters from the Fear State Escape every week that people send in any 
in like encounter they've had with a ufo or a cryptid or a ghost or anything just to let people know hey look we've got a 150 episodes and we've had a different person each time share a story this is non-stop there you're not alone that's beautiful and i i think that's that's very much needed in this community and be taken seriously of course mm-hmm. now you have those very very few people who lie about their experiences mm-hmm. and it ruins it for everyone else and that's so disappointing that like one or two right. people that have these most outlandish stories they come out and saying oh sorry it wasn't true i was just joking and then it it belittles everyone who actually did have an experience and now they don't want to talk about it for those exact I, reasons I, I mean so I'm, I'm of two worlds when it comes to that kind of stuff either a they really did make it all up or b they're just embarrassed by it now and want to try to walk it back and gain some semblance of normality back That's into what their I life. Think. I mean, I always talk about the Allagash abduction and those three guys that were fishing and, you know, they, they got abducted and, and things like that. And forever they all came out. Well, then like the last 10, 15 years, one of the guys has been saying, no, we made it all up. It's all bull crap, blah, 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 blah. And the other two guys are like, uh, no, no, it's not. And so then a skeptic all they need is one singular thing one person saying that it's that it's made up to no longer believe the other two and it, it's sad because that's that's how it always was if we take a look at rape culture or things like that the me too movement that's the way it always was if, if somebody else said up oh, nope that didn't happen it didn't happen so now we're starting to see more people coming around in terms of those things now let's see if we can start making that happen in the paranormal community as well i want to see a paranormal me too like there's been a lot of talk about that of really standing up and believing these folks well, that'll be interesting i'll be waiting mm-hmm. for the hashtag too well i i'm not gonna lie i saw somebody say it should be called hashtag me boo <laughs> because of the ghost stuff thanks <laughs> i don't know it's like a real bad like, dad joke i'm yeah. down though i'm down for it <laughs> it seems a little seems a little too close to home so i know i know yeah. but hey um you know <laughs> have i have either of you had a chance to watch uh demi lovato's show on peacock not yet not yet i watched the first episode um and i mean although the content is really so far for the first episode is nothing I haven't already seen across documentaries or whatever the case would be. I also would like, you know, I think that uh, they're doing a really good job there with um, being willing to come forward and talk about it, especially at, at the level that they're at in the social eye. Um, and I really hope it encourages a lot of younger audience members to get interested in, in the topic. So, I mean, I think, I think that's the biggest thing that they're doing with this is helpfully bringing more people younger in the in the topic world into the fold so and that that's what i believe too because demi lovato has 15 million adoring fans on instagram and like Mm -hmm. 17 million on youtube i mean that that's insane numbers and what our ufo community is 50k 100k if that so even if even if demi lovato brings two percent of her audience into the ufo world it'll blow up our community right and and even though there's a lot of bashing on on her new show but it's not built for us for our community that everyone right that we already know about these topics yeah. even just the basics it's for those that have absolutely no background information yeah. on it so i think i think their team is doing a really really great job with the show even though there are some things that 
we can agree with and things that we simply cannot agree with mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, she's I mean, got I- a platform and she decided she wanted to use it. And uh, I'm thankful for that um, because we need bigger named folks like Sammy Hagar recently coming back out and talking about his experience um, reopening up about it. I guess he talked about it like 20 years ago and then kind of wrapped it back up, but he's been talking about his abduction experience. And so the oh, more yeah. and more, yeah. Cause his always got, cause you know, um, everybody's like, well, you were on shrooms or something. It was the sixties. And so he just kind of wrote it off. was like, well, what can I say? I mean, yeah, we were partying. So, and now he's with all these more kind of bigger name folks coming forward and things like that he's come forward and we've got demi lovato talking and i'm just excited to see where this goes uh for our community you you know that we stop being fringe heck yeah i agree with that it shouldn't be a fringe topic it should just be a normal topic and if you have an experience talk about it and if you didn't well then listen or maybe even read a book about it because it's something that is so exciting it's so much fun Mm -hmm. regardless if these stories might be true or might be fake right because you're going to have two people being skeptics or not skeptics regardless of that these stories just show how small we are on this world and in this universe altogether Mm -hmm. so um even if you don't believe it just reading it as a bedtime story to your kids or to yourself right it, it, it's gonna open up your imagination as well yeah we said that it's like we need to stop as a community asking folks the question do you believe in ufos because that shouldn't be a question ufos are real that's what they mean unidentified flying objects we know that there are objects that are in the sky or unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs, we know that those exist. So we should stop asking that question because when you ask that, people then automatically assume you mean extraterrestrials. And that should be the separate question that should be asked is, do you believe that these UFOs or UAPs are piloted by man or piloted by extraterrestrials or something else? That's what we should be asking and engaging instead of the generic question, do you believe in UFOs? Because you shouldn't, it's like asking, do you believe in dogs? We know that dogs are there. Well, in, in, And really, if, if, if the whole point of the topic is to establish a conversation with whomever you're speaking with, then, you know, conversation one-on-one, don't ask a yes or no question, right. you know, <laughs> uh, lead the conversation, not necessarily, you know, lead it as in you want to get them to a certain point, but continue the conversation. As soon as you ask that yes or no question, they can say no, and that conversation is over, and then you've lost them. So, um, you know, whether, wh- whatever you're talking about, I mean, that's, that's the key, I think, is to just, to your point, Stefan. Do you think that uh, these craft are being piloted by uh, extraterrestrials or ultra-dimensional people? Right. Or in Chris Alexander's term, are they just simply lights in the sky? Right. Yeah. They- yeah. <laughs> so, so um, shoot, I forgot where I was going to go next. Sorry. I am the king of distraction. You derailed me. Um um, well, I was going to say, so you, you know, you had talked about how uh, how you kind of got involved with the debrief, um, but you were already doing something amazing. And um, so how did you get into simply just this interest into the paranormal, this this interest into UFOs? Was it simply your own experience or just, you know, are just interested in it? Uh, my dad was a huge fan of Twilight Zone. Have you guys ever seen that TV show? Oh, From yeah. the early 60s, late 50s. Yes. Black and white, yeah. So good. So much. I mean, I, I, I still watch it on repeat to Oh, this I do day. too. That and I Outer Limits. Watch. Those are two of my faves. I mean, I like Outer Limits, but Twilight Zone is better. Maybe get I'm just biased. Get, get, get. 
No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's like, you know, the difference between SNL and uh, the uh, Man in TV living co- in Living Color. Oh, in Living Color. Mm. And TV is pretty good, but uh, that that's kind of how it started at a young age through television and and this kind of TV show, especially being so small about like five or six years old, starting watching it, it never really gave you the answers. It made you think about what was going on, the scenarios, who the characters were, their backstories, all of these things that by this time in the early 2000s, when I was kind of the age where I was young born ish i don't want to give give away my age or anything but i'm, I'm pretty young okay 67 <laughs> years young today <laughs> um compared to other shows like maybe spongebob for example it, it, yeah. which is yeah. the, another great show by the way oh yeah but this the, it, it, it was very dumbed down episodes right it, there was no real value twilight zone it talk on a lot of fringe topics without kind of talking about the fringe Mm -hmm. topics Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and that's what kind of piqued my curiosity in in everything and then also my father always used to read me bedtime stories about fairy tales and about Mm. stories about um aliens in space and and like how their societies worked and their governments and things of this nature and so he was he is he's still alive i'm not saying like he wow okay no (laughs) he's still living he's still living and he's a a huge influence to what i do today now later on i got interested in photography and it ended up kind of leaning more into videography to what i create today with doing graphics and i think in today's world especially when my generation growing up with cell phones and the internet you have to be entertaining but also mm-hmm. give the information that is requested right because a lot of people add a lot of fluff they're saying they'll, they'll add all these details that don't matter their, their podcast might be for like four hours mm-hmm. and they don't hit the topic until like yeah. three hours later and i'm thinking what the heck am i doing here oh, man? yeah and and so with that kind of knowledge of where i come from I, I, I try my best to stick to the point to the best of my ability. Of course, all of our brains can run on tangents real quick. And it makes sense yeah. to us. But to the audience, they're like, mm-hmm. what the heck is she we're, talking about? Yeah. All is, of a sudden, she, we're like, talking about rocker? You know, Cheddar Bay Biscuits for some reason. I have no idea how we got you here. Son of a I don't know how we got here, guy. but um, I'll, I'll bring it back. So UFOs and biscuits. So they're, they're pretty similar. But, you <laughs> but I mean, what, what I'm trying to get at is... <laughs> <laughs> with with just ha- being having information right at our fingertips where we can get the answer like in a snap of your finger um trying to be relevant making fun graphics but also bringing on people that are in like that are interesting at least to me and when i had first started my show i knew very very little about the topic i was always interested in it for example as a kid you might be really interested in fairies and pixies and they're awesome okay and you're like yeah they like to live in apples they live in a tree whatever and that's about as far as your interest goes and you might think about it here and there but you don't really do research that's kind of the same with me with this ufo topic i've always liked it but i never really dove deep into it until i entered college and i was out of the house and i'm like all right now i have free time what should I do with it? Yeah. Turns out now I don't have free time because I'm so busy uh, being involved in the topic and in yep. the community. But uh, when I first started, those were the questions I had. So I wanted to bring on people that I could ask questions that I, I think that no one else was asking, or if they did, I didn't find their shows. And um, that that's kind of how that whole thing 
was going on for me and uh, I I love where it's taken me and I'm excited to where it's what's going to happen in the future because all yeah. of us are always growing um our information is always expanding and also our skills either through podcasting or graphics or cooking for example whatever uh, the more you do it the better you're gonna get at right. it so i think um i all of us from where we start to where we all now where we are now we've all come a long way yeah and i yep. can see why chris and chrissy now definitely pushed us because that's our story too i mean we had all these questions josh and i have been damn near lifelong friends i mean been friends since high school and like we've always had questions we have always been the two that questioned everything and we did the same thing it's like well we've got this quite we're on this journey together it's paralleling we're looking at all these crazy paranormal things we're looking back at things that happened to us in our past and things like that who can we talk to and we did we started reaching and you know like they Josh just getting kept getting braver and braver, reaching out to folks like Kathleen Martin, and, and then they're like, yeah, and then we're like, all right, Kathleen, I got to ask you this now. And we do, we ask them like questions that they're like, oh, I didn't even, th I'm like, because I'm asking for myself, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, my audience is listening, but I've got this question and I need to know. <laughs> it's burning inside of me. Yeah. Yes, I, I got to let know. it out. <laughs> And it's, you know, and we, you know, we like to, we float all kinds of various theories about oh, people. Man. And, it, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's so cool to, like, over the last two years since I joined the show, to float these various theories. And then people say, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about that recently, too. Like, oh, I'm not alone. So, yeah, or you know. they'll just bring it up in conversation. It's a theory that Josh and I have been talking about. We didn't know it was a thing, you know, that we're talking about our idea of what this might mean or this, that, this, that. And then all of a sudden we'll have a guest on and they'll bring it up and we'll be like, oh we're not alone like yeah. it, and it just is fascinating constantly and it just continues our journey so together. i mean I, but that would be like i would say that if if our show had a theme and all of the stuff we do we we also have a, a youtube show we do with a friend of ours santosh called astral stew and we just talk about random astral related topics but anyways um it, all of that has been for the furtherment of our journey and so and then people have just kind of come along for the ride um i guess so it's been a really good couple of years and i'm looking forward to the next couple of years mm -hmm. i don't see it ending anytime soon so heck yeah and what this with this topic and the more information that we're getting the more researchers that are kind of having boots on the ground um yeah. There, there, there is no end to this. Yeah. Probably until you pass over. Well, maybe you might get all the answers, but until mm. then, while we're here on Earth, <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna die just still being curious on on Always. all of this. Yeah, I can't I mean, not I... be curious. I make this joke every single time. But if you want to run me out of your neighborhood, burn a question mark in my front yard because that is the <laughs> that is I I can't stop asking questions. My dad always used to give me hell. You ask too many damn questions. I can't not. I have an insatiable need for knowledge. And all that does is it gives me five new things to think about when it's given to me. You know, and I, that's so important because, yeah. you know, as children, we have all those questions. Mm -hmm. We we ask mm -hmm. all of these things, but then we get shut down by our parents, so cool. by our teachers, by other people, by strangers. And then we stop asking those questions. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, no, I... I can just fake that I already know the answer. And then it, it evolves through mm -hmm. our 
adult life where we we stop being curious we stop asking questions because we believe that we're going to be ridiculed by asking such things so i feel like children are are so important they need to be nourished they need to be taken care of and we should let them ask the questions so that they can be like us that we are still asking the questions that we're not scared to ask and that when we do ask these questions other people are having the exact same questions in their mind and they're going to say thank you so much for asking that i was too terrified to do so because i thought well maybe it was a stupid question but there are no such thing as stupid questions no matter how stupid you think it might be there are no such thing as dumb questions except uh how long it's take for water to boil (laughs) my mom always says We'll just keep staring at it and it'll never boil. <laughs> yeah. well, watch pot never boils. But yeah. data on Star Trek did watch and it happened every time. Um, but yeah, um, I teach, best. like I said, I teach improv and I love teaching kids because they're already ready to go. I mean, they have the mind for improv, but adults, it's so interesting. I always have to teach them how to, what I say is reactivate that imagination muscle. Well, they're because, so hesitant. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's so crazy because we're always taught, don't, don't tell stories. Don't do this. Don't do that. Keep your mouth shut. And I have to remind them how to, and in fact, I used to, when I used to live by this place, I used to take my group of new improvisers to this playground and I would make them play for an hour. It was like one of those ones I had like the ship stuff. And so I would make yeah. them say, be pirates, God damn it. And like a half hour into it, they're finally getting into it. And they're like, oh my God, I could see the water. I could, you know, and I'm like, there, good, we're good. Let's go, let's go learn now. <laughs> um, but you do, you have to like teach, you have to like break in that muscle again, because yeah, just like you said, society teaches us to shut up or to be afraid. And Josh and I talk about all the time, almost every story we get from people, even the listener stories, almost always starts with, I know I'm gonna sound crazy, but, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Not, because first of all, if you're saying you're crazy, you're, <laughs> you're not. You're putting like, a label on yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, a couple of things. So Einstein has a really good quote, um, and I'm gonna paraphrase it, because I don't remember exactly word for word, but it's, when you stop learning, you start dying. Um, and so, you know, Ooh, I really love that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I have two rules, two main rules for my kids. Uh, one and number one rule is uh, you can do anything you set your mind to. And number one, number two rule is uh, never stop learning. And so, you know, they are constantly asking me questions, which is pushing me to constantly learn more so that I can answer the questions they're asking me. So it's a really nice, really symbiotic relationship there. But yeah, um, you know, my kids ask me a lot about UFOs and Bigfoot because they know that I do the show and I'm into this kind of stuff. And I don't really mind uh, answering those questions, but appropriately, like appropriately staged for kids of seven. So, I mean, I don't want to, you know, them to not sleep at night because I are like, <laughs> yes, the Falk monster ate 14 people, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> right. I won't be but, sleeping for a few days. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. We were, uh, I was taking them to school the other day and it was foggy and uh, the, the street lights, you couldn't really see the pole, but you could see the light in the fog. And they're like, uh, it's an alien spacecraft. It's coming to get us. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, well, you know what scares them away is when you sing the ABC. So they started singing the ABC. So it's just. You but, sneaky bastard. <laughs> getting them to do some ABC. <laughs> now they're going to be like 25 years old and they're going to like be in college and they're going to be looking out and they're going to see this UFO. They're going to be like, A-B-C-T-E-F-G. 
And then, you know, I told him that uh, all cars look like rhinoceroses to the to the aliens. So as long as we're in a car, they'll just think it's a rhinoceros and they'll leave us alone. So uh... <laughs> anyways, but to your point, it's that fostering of the imagination. <laughs> and, you know, we do. We, we all lose that kind of imagination yeah. at some point in life. You know, life beats us down or whatever. So it's oh, it's important so that we, that we well. get it I mean, back. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's so important because that's what makes us young. It's having that imagination. It's asking those questions. It's actually going out there. And even even if you stay home and read a book, you're still going out there from the yeah. box that you placed yourself yes, in just a right. little while ago. And um, I, I think it's very, very, very important to keep our imagination up, but also not too much that if you do see a lamppost, you'll think it's a UFO. Okay, right. best yeah. not. I mean, you definitely want to be a skeptic <laughs> and, and have some kind of like foundation of the basics when it comes to these kinds of things before right. you let your imagination run a little too far and you're like everything is an alien coming to eat me like right. I, don't know. Oh, well, I mean it's like my nephew <laughs> when he was that. younger anytime a, a, a street light would go out he was like oh Hagrid took it <laughs> you know just like in Harry Potter so I was like yeah I like that so that's what I think of anytime I see a light go out. I'm like, oh, Hagrid's here. <laughs> he's really, just soft. He's more soft footed than you realize. <laughs> really, really, though, it's it's the demon that's coming to, to eat your soul. Whoa. Ooh. Sorry. Just, you know. Got dark take dark real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> BFFs forever. I can't. Yeah, I'll bring the noodles. Yes. BFFs. Oh, yes. BFFs? Because BFFs forever is. They have one of the Fs and be up. Well, because you forever, ever, forever. Okay. Ever? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, one of the things that Stephen and I talk a lot about, and I'm interested in your opinion or thoughts on it, is uh, the relationship between the phenomena that makes up the paranormal supernatural. So you know, we've got UFOs, right? <clears throat> and whatever those things are, wherever they're coming from, and who's piloted them, and all that kind of jazz. But what about cryptids and ghosts and all the other gambit of things that make up the entirety of the paranormal topic? What are your thoughts on, and I'll pick one, you know, what do you, what do you think about uh, cryptids? All of, all of them, whatever. <laughs> um, well, it's something that I'm still looking into myself. Again, I'm very, very new to this field, but one of my favorite things to look at, um, to research and to hear stories about are about portals. That one's like one of my all-time favorites where yeah. people believe that there's kind of like some kind of tear in our reality mm -hmm. or even in our dimension and entities are able to enter and exit and they can either be kind of more demonic entities or they could be higher beings. And yeah. so um, regardless if people think that the story is true or not, it's so exciting. And then people could end up bringing religion into it as well, talking about yeah. demons, talking about angels. Well, are demons um, ETs? Are aliens ETs because they're from different dimensions? Does that make them interdimensionals? I mean, there are so many titles that I feel like really confuse us mm -hmm. when and it's possible that if we just kind of like wiped off all the labels off the table, what if everything's already interconnected? What if everything yes. it just makes sense in one go instead of labeling them in all these bits and pieces? Yeah. Like, like, for example, branding of shoes. How many brands of shoes do you know? I just call them shoes. Black, brown, green. Okay, that's about it. Okay. Right. And th the same thing can go with this phenomenon as well regardless if it's paranormal or if it's the UFO phenomena, um, just having names on it just makes it so much more mm -hmm. complicated when it should be very simplistic. 
Yeah, we, well, some we of them about... are older names, you know, so it's like, and I think they're older names. We have different languages, right? So, you know, look at the, the similarities between the djinn and angels and demons, right? So they're very similar, and hell, they come from the same kind of area of the world, really. Um, why can't they mean the same thing? I mean, the Inuits have, what do they say, like 100 words for different types of snow? Um, you know, so it's like, we have these different things. Why can't our culture have, have shaped what those things are? Um, yeah. over time. I mean, just as uh, the British built boats a certain way, the Spaniards built them a different way in the 1600s, but they were still boats, right? You know, that's the way I've always felt about well, it. It's like they're similar, it, but different. And a lot, of the, a lot of the cryptids that, you know, that we have in the world uh, have their name because of where the sighting occurred. But in all actuality, it's probably the same quote-unquote animal or species or whatever the case may be. It's just it got its name because it showed up in Falk, Arkansas, as opposed to, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas. It would be the Little Rock monster if it showed up in Little Rock, Arkansas, right. you know. So, but, um, yeah, so we, we talk about, we, we, you know, we talk about that quite a bit is that, you know, how, how, how of the, ah, I can't speak of tongue tied, how many of these things are really the same thing that we've just given all these different labels to? Um, now, I want to take a step back to portals. Yeah, I was like, do not miss because we love portals. We love portals. <laughs> portals are the best. We've just gotten super into it as well, like the last yeah. couple months. Like, we've always kind of been into it, but we've been diving into it. In I mean, fact, lately, yeah. Go in ahead, fact, we did an Astral Stew episode on portals. Like, it was amazing. And we were like, oh, we got this hot tub at the cabin we're at. Let's do it and make a joke. And then we'll shift to the living room and show us going into a portal, but just flush a toilet. We thought it would be hilarious. None of it recorded. And it was so weird. Like Coincidence? We were like, oh, yeah. did it Did it go into a portal? Like <laughs> <laughs> The men in black snuck in and pressed the stop button. So, Sorry, Josh. But, you know me. I'm no. Angry. Yeah. But um, I'm curious if you've read about or have been exposed to the Montauk Project at all. Tell me about it. Okay. Uh, here we go. So in Montauk, uh, up in New York. Okay. Montauk Island. Long Island. Um, is it Long Island? Mm -hmm. It's at the very oh, end of Long Island. Montauk Point. That's right. Um, so back in the uh, 70s, this guy, this uh, old military base is shut down. This guy goes and starts collecting equipment from it for various radio experiments that he's doing. Um, and in the process, he starts having like flashbacks of memories that he had when he actually worked at the base. He had so, no idea he worked at this base. He yeah. was literally just scalp like scavenging for radio parts. He was like, a, he loved shortwave radio and things like that. And somebody had said, "Hey, there's some old stuff there. I can get so, you access." We did a whole episode on the topic, so I won't go into very good detail. But I'll just say, there is um, time travel uh, potentially related to the uh, what was the, the, in the movies known experiment. as the Philadelphia Experiment. Um, this is supposed to be an ex, uh, an extension of uh, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Project Rainbow, I think, is what it was called. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Project yeah. Rainbow. Um, but yeah, so this. So, anyways, in in the eighties, supposedly they opened up a portal in time back to the forties at Montauk Point. That location has now since been turned into a park. Uh, all that's left is a radio tower. Um, but like during the time when it was operating, uh, the people nearby 
whenever they would broadcast a certain signal, people nearby would like, they would go on crime, crime sprees. They would like all of a sudden start vandalizing buildings and stealing stuff. Then they would turn off the signal and everybody would just kind of go back to normal. So yeah, and there's all this stuff where um, the Montauk chair where the participants that were in the chair were able to um, put their consciousness into other people in time as well. Um, and there were this, if I remember it correctly, it's like every 10 or 20 years or something like that, there's a portal that opens on its own that they were able to look at. I mean, it's it's insane. It's a really, and there's a lot of skepticism behind it. There's, you know, of course, you know, people are saying the guy made it up because the the, the books he kind of wrote after with this other guy kind of start getting way more fiction, I think, because he's like, oh, I can make money off this now. Um, but that first book is written, it's just the Montauk Project. I highly recommend it's really, really good. It's a um, short book, too. It's- yeah, it is short. But, I mean, he's got diagrams of things that he recalls. Yeah, um, pictures of the radio equipment. There's a number of folks that have come out and said, yes, we were a part of this. Uh, it, it's that they're all having these um, flashbacks of this PTSD and just all this. It's it's an insane story. And there's a lot of correlation that uh, uh, and some of these instances where they say these portal opens, things happened and it's weird people like also say that this is a possibility of the mandela effect that it kind of started after montauk because there was no talk of things being really different people noticing things being different until around the 80s 70s and 80s is when people really started kind of noticing things and so they think that oh when they ripped open this portal that's when things started shifting and changing and certain people shifting and changing and, and the things like that. So it's, it's a highly, if you have not lived yeah. in the Montauk project, do it. It's awesome. <laughs> have fun <laughs> down that rabbit hole. And cause so. then it'll just, you'll just dig into the Philadelphia yeah. experiment as well. So. And that's an insane story altogether. Oh my God. Things are documented. It's unbelievable. Yes. People fused into the walls. Just it. Oh yeah. After, after the experiment, there were supposedly, people that um not only went insane but there were people that were fused into the bulkheads and things like that just just craziness like it's it's sad and there's so, and that's where you like that's where you're like oh let me get my aluminum hat on it's like but it's you can't help it i mean it's like you can't you like the, some of this conspiracy yeah. stuff you're like okay <laughs> there's too many people <laughs> like how many well, how know. many people does it take before we believe you know it's like I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you should ask the great Al, you know, that, that told you about how many bites it takes to get to the center of Tootsie Roll Pop. <laughs> he probably great, knows how many people it takes Oz. before a conspiracy theory becomes true. Well, look look he's how never, many He's have. never even looked through, like, through a whole lollipop. No, that's that's true. Any of the yeah. commercials. So he's probably a liar. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, he, he just he, crunches. He, he's not a good, he's not a good choice, Josh. <laughs> Um, your mom warned you about bad choices, and well, um, I don't. Well, yeah, because especially because you know the, the the candy gets all stuck in your teeth, and you need to get. Oh, caddies. dude, I broke a tooth on a Tootsie Roll Pop one time. Yeah, true well, story. There you go. True story. Never know what you're going to hear on Fairscape. So <laughs> <laughs> I still have PTSD, dude. I haven't had a Tootsie Roll Pop since, and I love them. I love them. No more. Sorry, Christy. <laughs> this has become a therapy session. Um, I just want to talk about my experience with lollipop, and it hurt. <laughs> so, anyways, Bless now I have heart. a fake tooth there because of it. Trauma. All right, then. 
Um, so I, I want to be I want to be cognizant of time because I, I know that we're coming up on and you've got some big uh, stuff to take care of for the rest of the evening here. And I don't I don't want to waste all your time away. Um, is there um, uh, something we always try to ask a guest mm-hmm. is, is there a, a book or two books that you are reading or have read recently that you would recommend to people? Mm, the books that I read are not always related to the topic, but one of them that I did read for the show talking about um, Colares Brazil, which is a really insane incident that mm-hmm. happened in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. It was called, one of the books is called UFO Danger Zone, Terror and Death in Brazil, Where Next? And this was published in 1996 by Bob Pratt. And it talks about multiple incidences that happened in Brazil that are related to the UFO phenomena. One of them being about the Colores incident, which um, is currently one of my all-time favorite stories, just because it is so outlandish. It's actually so unbelievable. But the fact (laughs) that it had, what, almost several thousand witnesses Mm -hmm. it's very hard to kind of just like brush under the rug and saying no it didn't happen when you have so Mm -hmm. many witnesses um that were actually um that have their records on Mm -hmm. on the um operacial plato documentation so it's it's insane yeah it it's it's fantastic and and i'm always I'm, i'm with that i'm like i get tired of the group hallucination excuse i'm like oh, yeah. you don't apply that to religion but you apply that to the paranormal that's an interesting question i mean you know when like the phoenix lights for example look at all those people i live in phoenix now and so i talk to anybody i can i'm like where were you when this happened and um <laughs> and most boring. of them are like i wasn't alive and i'm like oh, i'm old <laughs> um but no uh but i asked it but so many people and then uh a lot of them will say well my uncle talks about it my dad talks about it there's all these things are all these people yet they're all wrong you know like everyone knows what a what a a military flare looks like like they move and they've got smoke coming off of them like "Mm." so yeah i i'm i'm i I, I love that story too and it's it's interesting you brought that up like i said i just listened to a podcast that was talking about it the other day and i love that synchronicity when that stuff happens because it's fresh and and there are not a lot of podcasts that actually talk about the subject Mm -hmm. um when i when i was doing the research a few weeks back it was very difficult for for me to find other podcasters or other youtubers talk about it i had to look at books um documentaries and and things that are kind of like hidden away in an aspect um and I was like, well, it must be good. Yeah. Well, and it, <laughs> if if even then, data. it was one of the things, the podcast wasn't about that. It just was brought up in the midst of the information that they were talking about. They were talking about um, Betty and Barney Hill. And in the midst of all that, they were talking about some other instances to uh, correlate. Because it's um, it right. like a seven or eight uh yeah, I almost said issue. God, it's like comic books. Um, episode uh, series on Betty and Barney Hill. And so they talked about that and and um, a couple other things. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, and, but and, I'm and with I'm, you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really happy that you brought up the topic of synchronicity. And it's insane because I am I was reading my um, instruction sheet for my midterm that's due in a few hours. And this it, one of my classes is about philosophy. And in the description of my midterm, 
instructions it talked about ets and i'm like oh hell no how is that even how is that even related to my yeah, really. class it doesn't make any sense and i'm taking a, a geology class as well i'm taking multiple but one of them is geology and the first week of class we spoke about Mick West and I'm like, what does yes. it do about anything when it comes to <laughs> geology? Why why are these little bits and pieces of, of mm. the UFO phenomena coming into my classes in such bizarre aspects that literally should not even be pieced together? Well, and it's that thing, just like you said, synchronicity or or that idea of would you have even noticed it if you weren't into that stuff, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, was that stuff always talked like you think about classes we took before, was that stuff talked about before mentioned that we just didn't pay attention to it because we weren't into it at the time that's the, that's yeah. the stuff i it's wonder i like i wish i could go back and just check all my memories to see how much influence has always been there and i didn't even realize it tv everything everything <laughs> everything. It's, everything it's crazy and this topic is just becoming definitely weaved in a lot more to the mainstream which is exciting mm -hmm. even yes. though it's gonna be making fun of in, in some tv shows some are good some are not good regardless this topic is being talked about pretty consistently and uh, one of my favorite tv shows when it comes to this is called resident alien that just came out yeah coming Alan out pretty Tudyk. soon yes. oh it's so funny so funny but but then also you have debris that also just came out mm -hmm. and it kind of brings in that aspect mm -hmm. of alien tech about portals and about all of these little bits and pieces and then right now i'm watching um foundation and that's a pretty good i'm show just about to well. start it myself oh, i've read the book good. years ago so i'm excited it's really oh, good. I'm excited. I want to start <laughs> now. My wife and I like watch stuff together, so I'm, I'm like, we gotta hurry up and finish the show we're watching so we can watch Foundation. <laughs> well, and I'll go ahead and burst your bubble if you don't know. Debris was canceled. I was so saddened when I heard about that. Oh, the last season. Yeah. When did it get? When did that news? I come think out? it. I think it was two seasons and it was canceled. You talking about the one where like the ship is falling to Earth and they're finding little pieces of it all over the place? That's the show you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was canceled. I don't believe you. Josh is a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really sad because I was like, I mean, it's really hard to get my wife into these kind of shows. And so she was really into that show. And then it was, I was looking up to see when the next season. Hey, man. It was all right. It, just because something gets canceled don't mean it ain't coming back because I Netflix love Manifest. You know. Because my buddy I went to college with is in Manifest and it got canceled and now Netflix is picking it up for the fourth season. Yeah. Same thing with Lucifer, like all these great oh, things. So Lucifer's really uh, good. I we just, just finished. Oh, uh, we just finished, finished it too. We, I cried. We almost like work so we're having it. My wife and I are having our first kid in April and um we have the name picked or whatever, but we almost almost made her middle name Aurora just because of Rory the the daughter. <laughs> we were like, Oh, we kinda got her now, right? Like <laughs> It's a pretty name as well. It's such Oh, a I love it, yeah. And just boy, that last season was so good. I'm not gonna spend twenty minutes on that, Josh, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I just, just wanna, okay. you know, uh so Christina, if people <laughs> wanted to find more information about you, where can they go? They can go to Twitter, and my Twitter handle is called eyes underscore on the skies. And then I also have a website where I post everything just kind of in one place. I have Discord, I have Facebook on there, I have all the articles I write, all the YouTube videos as well. And I have a new project coming out, it's already out, called Project Eyes on the Skies, where people can submit their UFO sightings, either in photos or in videos, and then I go ahead and enhance them with the um, program that I use, which I originally did before I did podcasting. Mm -hmm. I would actually get 
public videos from YouTube or from Buffon and I would enhance it, stabilize it and to the best of my ability just make sure that, that the object was Best Sounds like seen. what Krista does a little bit. Our, our friend Krista Alexander that did the documentary Lights in the Skies. That's She is a filmmaker and she would do that. She would stabilize and do other things. That's what led her to conclusion that they are simply lights. But I think she's also getting to the point where she thinks that they are beings of lights. Like she start, Because she oh. was finding shapes and images and um, all kinds of incredible shapes similar shapes and things like that yeah it's really insects interesting. and stuff yeah yeah insect it's, shapes yeah almost look like a bumblebee like on a number or like a them. mantis yes yeah. like yeah totally yeah yeah there it's it's insane what, what you can see through these kinds of videos sometimes if you have the right programs so there's that and then uh, my youtube channel is called christina gomez where i post every tuesday and friday but not this friday because i'm so busy um and i have one show called mysteries with the history where i talk about everything under that falls under the umbrella of the paranormal and the supernatural which for those that are watching um i learn with you i spend hours upon hours if not a full day doing research on the topic before i actually go in and i'm like hey well welcome to the show they're talking about blah blah blah, blah. and i'm here's like, my yeah. wikipedia read <laughs> no no i mean usually my notes are like eight to ten pages long and then I have another show called Shifting the Paradigm where I interview UFO researchers and enthusiasts and get to ask them all the questions that are just burning inside of me that I just got to let awesome. out like like fire, like a dragon. <laughs> I, I hear you, Smog. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, uh, so again, we love you. We love your shows. We love your stuff. You, you, you're, I'm so glad that Chris and Christy pointed us towards you. Uh, for us to get to spend the last couple of weeks getting to know you online um, and watching your shows and things like that. It's been an absolute pleasure and they are absolutely correct. Um, you're just, um, what did I say earlier? Uh, what, what did Chris say that I said, I don't want you to be embarrassed, but uh, yeah, whatever it was, know. it was so good. I forgot it already. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, just, just saying your praise is high. We do as well. Um, we very much are so thankful that you spent some time with us today. And I, I, I could talk to you for a long time. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff we could get into. And you are okay. welcome back any damn time. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been an absolute blast. I, I love having these conversations with Me all too. of these, everyone, yeah. with everyone. Mm -hmm. yeah, Thank we, you. We could totally dig us a deeper rabbit hole if we wanted to. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think you will get a kick out of the Montauk project. Um, so definitely check that out. So <laughs> I will. It'll be the next thing on my list. The next eventually. Yeah. yeah that I list know. is long. Like, I, I have like 17 books that I have like quarter read, half read. I just, I can't not just, I, I get so interested and then I pick it back up later. Uh, but anyways, Christina Gomez uh, at the debrief uh, as well as her fantastic shows. Uh, make sure to check those out. Check out Christina. Christina, thank you so much. And um, I wanted to say I love that your uh, Twitter handle is the same as my uh, my tag at the end of every one of our shows. As I say, my name is Stefan. Keep your eyes to the skies. So um, I love that. that. That made me smile. So, But you have a wonderful evening. And, uh, yeah, you keep your eyes to the skies. <laughs> thank you. Right back at you. And thank you so much to Christina Gomez of The Debrief. Uh, you guys, make sure to patron her 
patron all her stuffs uh, because it's all just absolutely phenomenal. We yeah, love you, really Christina. Uh, Paradigm shifts, and uh, just, she's just got so much cool stuff, guys. Please, please, please follow her on Twitter and uh, all that stuff. We love you. Come back. I already miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I do, man. I do. I love yeah. all the Chris's that we get to speak to yeah. at the debrief. So I feel like I feel like if, if we were able, able to be in the same room with all three of them, it would oh. be like it would be like hours. We'd it would be like a paranormal Christmas. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it would be like yeah. a christening. It is a Christmas thing. Uh, anyways, yes. Uh, so let's get wrapping up here, Josh. Uh, just a reminder again, uh, if you guys have not been to fearscapemedia.com, please check it out. Uh, we've got right on the front page, you guys can check out the playlist for our October crossover event with Slenderman, where you can get the true crime version from the, uh, the Ghost in the Attic Bodies in the Basement. Uh, crew you can get lore and legend from us and then uh you can get from lance and myself the horror uh movie version of Slenderman, where we talk about those what a fantastic trio of episodes it was a lot of fun check that out um we also have up there you can now click the link to uh join the podcast or excuse me join the network so on that you can kind of send us an idea uh, of what you're looking at if you've already got a podcast together and you'd like to share that with us and see about joining the network let us know or if you've got some ideas that you want to discuss send that to us as well we're very interested in all of that all you have to do to, is go to fearscapemedia.com and click join the network pretty simple um, but other than that josh i want to get to our last segment unless you got something you want to say before we get creepy nope okay i didn't think so um by the way christina noodles that's all i'm gonna say it's noodles uh but anyway so we are going to get to our final segment of the week which is encounters from the fearscape All right, Josh, this week, Encounters from the Fearscape comes from a longtime listener. Uh, someone's been listening since way back in the Fearscape FM days. Uh, Stephen Pierce, he, I believe we've read one of his stories, God, two years ago or so. It's been yep. a long time. Well, he hit us up with another story. It's short, but sweet, but spooky. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a listen to uh, this week's story, Stephen Pierce from Louisville, Kentucky. A couple of weeks ago, a picture that was hanging on the wall fell. After examination, I discovered the hook was straight, as if the picture was pulled straight down. Wednesday, I gave my daughter a slow cooker that had belonged to my deceased mother. Jamie said my mother was attached to it. Also, my mother claimed she was the one who pulled the picture down. What do you make of it? Hmm. Now, I do also want to mention, uh, Stephen lives near where I used to work in Portland, uh, Portland, Kentucky there. Uh, so right near 26th Street, which that whole area, Portland, the historic West End is so rich in history and hauntings. <laughs> Let me just tell oh, yeah. you, I mean, you know, all my stories from working uh, at Argo there. And like, Steve, that's how I really got connected with Stephen. He had heard one of my stories and uh so I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, if you if if your mother's going to be attached to something, I mean, I guess it's a slow cooker is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, she probably really poured herself into it. Oh, now come on, now, Josh, come on, now, <laughs> man. You know, 
that's just getting <laughs> it's getting real thick like a potato soup like a like a sasquatch on the like side a of the sasquatch. Road, um but yeah uh, steven i don't know i mean i definitely think that you know we're big believers so yeah, yeah i think that they can manifest themselves and i mean hell if we're looking at a slow cooker especially if that's plugged in there's an energy source that they could use yeah. and if that's oh, the yeah, case definitely. and it, it pulled a picture down then boom I'll, I totally agree with that. I'm interested so. if, if like the picture that it pulled down was somewhat significant to your mother at all. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And I I know you're listening. So, yeah, hit us up. Let us know if that picture had anything to do with your mother, because that would be interesting as well. Um, but, Josh, I want to get out of here. Um, again, big thank you to The Debrief and a big thank you to Christina Gomez. Uh, and uh, go check her stuff out. It's good. Yeah. I'm going to and- say it again really all the stuff debrief.org is the debrief.org is yep. just phenomenal so. it is absolutely phenomenal uh and also don't forget you can download the fearscape media network app on the google play store uh your one-stop shop for all the incredible podcasts uh and always hit up our youtube for all of the great shows like astral stew and, and all that fun stuff uh yep. but josh we are gonna rock and roll and get out of here man happy halloween to everybody i know we're we're close or there or whatnot but i love this month so so much josh you're coming in town next week so i'm excited to see what happens we're hooking up with shane hurd and jason mcclellan so i'm sure we're going to have some fun stories about ufo hunting uh it's going to be an absolute blast so i'm excited but let's get out of here thank you guys so much for listening to fearscape paranormal podcast here on the fearscape media network my name is stefan and i just want to remind you to keep your eyes on the skies This has been Josh. The truth is now. And remember, folks, hold those blankets extra tight. Things tend to get spooky when you're listening to Fearscape. Good night, everybody. Good night. We hope you have enjoyed this guidepost on the road of high strangeness with us. And we thank you, as always, for listening and joining our caravan to the weird and unknown please consider supporting us as we continue our journey to find the answers we all seek. Fearscapepodcast.com forward slash support.